Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, Kaylin Patterson, P2P Real Talk Midwest Muscle in the house. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your goals like a Mack truck through ice cream, check us out at P4PMuscle.com. And now let's chit-chat with the banter. I am Kaylin Patterson. And Desiree will not be joining us. She's really under the weather. That sister is sick, and she needs some time to heal and recover. But we do have a phenomenal, phenomenal guest, and her name is Diana Hubbard, and she has been just blazing trails on the competitive side, loves doing what she does, and she's been really competitive this year doing a total of five shows, I mean, and holding her own in each and every one. So, Diana, please introduce yourself and let us get this show started. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Diana Hubbard. I am 28 years old, and I am from New Jersey, East Orange, New Jersey. Um, so, bodybuilding. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. crazy because... When I first started, like, working out, um, that was basketball. Like, I played basketball my entire life. So I've always been active. Um, I was homeschooled, but I never I never went to elementary school, middle school. I went straight to high school and college. So okay. high school, I was playing. Yeah. Huh? No, go ahead. Oh. Yeah, so um, in high school, I played all four years. Um, and then eventually I got a scholarship to a Division One college called Iona College in New York, New Rochelle, New York. Um, and I had a good start off the year. I played all four years, but near my senior year, I kind of fell off, like distractions, you know, off the court, on the court. I just let it pretty much take over my life. So after school, I didn't play overseas, which, you know, everyone thinks you go to, you go to college you're automatically you should play like WBA or overseas, whatever. So that didn't happen pretty much. Um, I took the year off, but I wasn't active and I was so used to being active all the time. And I'm like, you know what? I need to do something. I don't like sitting around watching TV. Like I'm always on my feet on the go. So I decided to join the gym and from playing ball, you know, I had the personal trainers and um, helping with weightlifting and whatnot. So I had, like, the background for that. So I understood, you know, the basics. Um, so I was doing that for about a year, maybe a couple years, two years. And um, eventually I was thinking about competing, but I'm a, a shy person. Like, I'm more of an introvert. So me thinking of myself on stage in front of people like, ah, I don't know if I should do that, but I know I have potential, you know, so it took me about a year until I finally, like, made the jump to get on stage, so that would be 2018? Yes. Uh, yeah. Now, I, I, okay? I have a question. I have a question before you yeah. start Um. With with being active, like you're saying, you know, I had uh, I, I a lot of our listeners are, are a little confused if you're already a competitor 
why it's so different to step onto a natural stage. And I, I have to laugh about it because, you know, after playing so many sports when I was growing up and being so involved with team activities, I never thought of myself as being out there alone. And I think that was the biggest dynamic that caused some hesitation for me because I was so used to team-related sports that I didn't really look at the team aspect of stepping on stage by yourself. I didn't think about, you know, the people that were supporting the people that were getting on stage because I learned early on that uh, very few actually do it all themselves. I've seen people, you know, beat themselves on the chest bragging about it. But I was amazed at all the people that really went into, you know, getting one person on stage and never really asking for any of the spotlights in the process. Uh, what was the dynamic that uh, basically crossed you over into competing, and who were who? How many people actually were involved in helping you get ready to compete? Uh, well, yeah, as you say, like in the past, playing with teams, it's like a team sport, and bodybuilding is just you up there, you know, solo. But at the end of the day, like you still are trying to become better in whatever sport you're doing. So I didn't really look at it. So, much different from playing, you know, on the court or on the stage. I kind of saw it as the same. Um, I want to be where I am today, though, if I hadn't invested in a coach. Um, I would suggest anybody. Like, I thought about doing my own, you know, cookie-cutter diet, all that, but I like doing stuff the right way, and that's just my OCD yeah. side. <laughs> um, so I did – um. I was going at retro first. I had a trainer there, but he was a nutritionist. And I'm like, I don't, I think I need somebody who's like licensed. So I eventually, um, I spoke to a bodybuilder in that gym who recommended Mark Tariello. Um, he changed everything. Like I saw him in May of 2018, the end of May. He checked me out, you know, um, I gave him my, my diet, what I was eating, which wasn't the best. You know, I love breakfast. I was eating breakfast, like, <laughs> majority of the day. So he changed all that all up. Um, he gave me diet, and then I came back two weeks later, and he said that, no, I want you to compete in the show, which was about four weeks out. And in my mind, I didn't really think I was ready, but he was, like, Mark is a very – a very good coach. So, like, I just trusted him. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to just do it, you know? And I'm glad I made a decision because I've come a long way working with him. Now, go ahead and let everybody know how 2019 went uh, start to finish, and then I'll get to these other questions that we have coming in. From start to finish of this year, uh, my first show was in August. Um, that was Philip Ricardo's show, and I came mm-hmm. in third. Uh, I went up against Sherry Bingham and Aisha. I forgot her last name, but they were very top, you know, elite athletes. Um, Sherry yes. was actually a yeah. She won the Olympia two years prior before. Yes. So yes, I was excited. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to get some competition. Okay. Uh, but I came in third. So after that, I did the Eastern Pro-Am USA. That was in September. 
Um, at first, I was just going to do figure because that's what I originally was starting with, figure. But as my training was coming along and my diet, Mark saw that I can do physique. And I was like, I don't know. I was iffy more so about the tea, um, not tea walk, the routine that they have to do because I can't really dance. So I'm yeah. like, I don't know if I should <laughs> should do that. Like I, the T walk is, you know, simple. Now you got me gotta do all these moves and stuff. But um, yeah, eventually, but you know, just do it. Just add it towards, you know, I was gonna do figure in that show. Just add another category. So I did that, and I won my pro card in physique. And when I tell you, I had so much fun up there. I'm like, this is not like what I thought it would be. And like, I wasn't. I was nervous, but more excited and. After yeah. the September show, like that's when I made my decision, my decision to continue with physique. So instead of just doing figure for the Olympia, I'm like, now I have to do the pro debut with um, physique. So I added mm-hmm. another show, which was the Nationals in Connecticut um, for my pro debut. I did that. And Earlier in the year, I actually remember that IMBA had posted about Venice Beach, and I forgot about it. So um, I think like two weeks after the Nationals, um, I saw the post. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did want to do that show. <laughs> so I was like, what are you doing, you know? <laughs> Just do that show. Like, it's the you know, first annual. I'm like, I've never been to California. Well, I have been. I've never been to Venice Beach, and... Like, this would be a great opportunity. So it's that, one first place there, and then I'm like, all right, now we're going to drive home to the Olympia. But, like, after the Venice show, I want to say maybe three weeks after that, I think I was so deep in prep. I was, I'll, I'll be honest, I was exhausted. I wasn't excited. I'm just like, I just got to make it to the end. And I just felt like I wasn't losing motivation. I was just trying to survive. And one day I was in the studio and Mark came in like I was I was crying like I was I just broke down and you know he talked to me and just gave me encouragement like you know you don't have to do the Olympia you know your body comes first and I'm the type like if I'm going to do something I'm going to do it and my whole my whole you know the whole journey is to work towards the natural Olympia to get on the you know the worldwide stage um so I he um we talked and he actually adjusted my diet which helped which I went ahead thought of I was working on my own I'm like oh that's all I had to do was just add another meal <laughs> so after that um I felt a little better and got to the Olympia it was a rough peak week but I just think it's from the flight and you know the water and salt and everything but um on show day like I felt like I brought my best best package of 2019. And that, that was awesome, you know. It's, it's not uh, a, a season at your elite status level as a competitor is not easy. And uh, I mean, um, I remember, like in sports, whichever sport I was playing, when you hit the wall, it was not an easy time. And I said, you can multiply that when you're competing on stage because you're looking your best, I put that in air quotes because you're pretty much looking your strongest, and I put that in there, quote, there's really not much left as far as body fat, and people don't understand. It's like we are so driven to get
all the fat off our bodies because God forbid we have any body fat in, in this country. But I said uh, body fat is, is a good thing as far as sustaining your life. <laughs> and until somebody gets to that point where they're just weak beyond weakness, they don't really get it. So when you're talking uh, what you're saying, especially, you know, with, with uh, being a woman and having to have a reproductive cycle, that your body's really fighting against what you're you're asking. So just talk a little bit about that and uh, that point of, of breaking but not breaking. It, it sounds like a lot of us sound like we're pretty soft and emotional people, but I said unless you've been to that point, you really don't understand uh, that, that, that deficit that we're in. So go ahead and elaborate on that and uh, spill them in because I, like, I think a lot of people over, overlook that part of uh, competition. And a lot of people are also extremely afraid of it. And it's not really something to be afraid of, but it is a big challenge to do. Yes, it really is. Um, It's a very big challenge. And, you know, the diet would be the hardest part of the whole thing. I mean, besides the training, besides the training, um, Mm-hmm. But it's it's a really like big mental battle, you know. And every days when I'm at work, cause I work CVS retail. Mind you, I'm in charge of the grocery aisle, so I'm always around cookies and snacks, and I love snacks. <laughs> yeah, so it's like like a daily battle, you know. But you always got to think back, like, what's the point of you know sabotaging it just for a bag of chips or you know some ice cream? It's we're putting our bodies through so much, and I feel like the reward at the end is more worth it than just caving in for, you know, your emotions. It is an emotional ride throughout the whole mm-hmm. prep. Um, but, yeah, just, like, when I got to that point when I just found myself just not falling apart, but I knew that it was my body, like, you know, you're pushing yourself really hard. And it wasn't like I was starving myself or anything like that, like, you know, I have the proper nutrition and the macros. It's just I really pushed myself, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep going, you know, make some adjustments. Um, but you just got to keep you gotta keep going. If you really mm-hmm. want something that hard, you're not going to, you know, give up. And that's one thing I used to do. Um, like, for instance, in college, like my senior year, like I just gave up. I'm like, you know, I'm done. And then now I'm just – I just try to keep pushing myself. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, one thing I learned about with team sport is you can have a bad day, but the team doesn't have to lose. And uh, it changes a, a lot when you're competing on stage because if you're not having your best day, it shows. And one of the things I learned really quick is that you can't hide anything on stage. It's it's one of those uh, situations where anything you miss is showing and it's glaringly showing on stage. Mm-hmm. And when when you're already at an emotional state that you've never been and definitely never pushed yourself, that's a lot of dynamics hitting all at once. And sometimes it can knock you for a loop. And I I remember... Uh, actually, like the time I fell apart was like the I think the day before my first show, 
And I said, wow, this this is no joke because I was crying to anybody that had helped me and just calling them up. And it was a, a sob fest. I think they were like, you know, it, it's going to be okay. You're going to be fine. Uh, just get through this night. And when you wake up tomorrow, you, you'll feel a little bit better. And I, I was thinking, you know, there's no way I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'll probably be dead because I've pushed myself beyond belief. It's, I'm just not gonna make it. I mean, I did. It was it was an emotional ride. So I really understand what you're saying. But uh, Lisa is asking, you know, as a competitor, uh, you know, what basically transformed the basketball player to an elite uh, pro competing athlete on the bodybuilding stage? Um, I would say that what helped or what help transfer me transform me into a natural bodybuilder from basketball it really came from within um like I said I've been working out I was always athletic my entire life so even though like we're doing bodybuilding you're not running up and down the court it's not a team sport but it's still a structure to it and I think that's another thing um you know basketball is teamwork is structure um discipline Mm -hmm. And the discipline, you know, carries over. Um, but, yeah, it's like, I know it's not really, it kind of relates, but I it think the, um, the basketball kind of helped me. Hello? Sorry. No, it, 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 I, 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 it does relate because, you know, like you said, there's discipline and structure, so you have to have that to be. And then there's also the fact that, you know, you're basically – challenging yourself and your mind and your body to make it to that next level. And it, it's, I, I tell anyone that thinks about it, you got to go all in because there's no way to basically sugarcoat a diet and, and uh, lifting on both sides. You're, you're going way beyond what you know and understand. And it's an incredible ride if you're willing to push yourself to do so. So, you know, hats off for that. But go ahead and finish what you were saying. Oh, yeah. Well, that was perfect what you just said, too. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, and the diet, I mean, I, I didn't even really think about it. It's just the diet was tough, but I just liked how it helped me um, eat better because I was at work. I'm eating quick check. I'm just, just eating out a lot. And once I started doing that, like, once Mark gave me the diet, I'm like, oh, like, I have breakfast, and then I'll have my second meal, and then my third. And even though it sounds a lot to um, most people eating, like, five, six meals a day, but once you start that plan and you stick to it, it becomes part of your life. So I really like the eating. Well, I love food anyway, so (laughs) I like the food part. And then I saw my body transforming, and – yeah, it just it went from there. And then when I did the first show, um, I was really nervous, that's for sure. <laughs> I was extremely nervous, but I was I was so happy with overcoming, you know, all the temptations and not backing out. And on show day, you know, I looked great. And I was like, oh, let's do this again. <laughs> so then after that, and then I continued to work with Mark, too, like, he, I want to work with any other coach. Well, that, that trust factor is there. 
Now, I, this one I can relate to. This one's from Mark. And he's saying, you know, when when you were competing in sports, being the basketball side, did you have an ideal look? And then when you became a, a bodybuilder, did that look change significantly, or is it something you just knew would happen? Um, like my physical, like how I looked in college. Yes. I, well, in college, um, I was more. I was thicker. I was around the one forties, which I am now. Um, but again, I wasn't eating good, and I was, you know, drinking in college, so. I didn't have any mm-hmm. real definition. Um, I was strong because we did lift a lot. Um, but once I started, once once I started working with Mark and then the training, the training was a little different and the diet was a little different. I started seeing my muscles more, which I never seen before. Like I was always kind of thick in college. So mm-hmm. I'm around the same weight now, but I definitely look a lot different. Yeah, uh, I I can definitely relate to that because it's, you know, I didn't – I messed around with weights in high school, but when I made it to college, that really – it was really pushed a lot more because, you know, it was uh, – the risk of injury is cut down significantly when you when you basically are addressing your body and its needs. And that was one of the first times I'd been put on anything like a diet because, you know, we couldn't just be doing uh, crap foods. And I, I was like, wow, this is – a lot more than I expected, but I can tell you I didn't look anything like I did uh, as far as uh, musculature because I really didn't care for lifting because I'd been around. I had been introduced to the enhanced community early on, you know, even in high school, and I wanted nothing to do with it. So, you know, to see that that side of the sport, it really kind of offended me, and I was actually sickened me because I was thinking, you know, the the ladies. They're destroying their bodies in an attempt to make it look like like a supreme version of it, and then to find out, you know, all the damage that was being done. I remember uh, the first time I saw a guy, you know, like 18, 19 years old, his hair was falling out, and it was because of his choice of, you know, the PED. And so I wanted to be as far away as possible. And I can't imagine, you know, we can go back in hindsight and think, well, you know, if I had just you know, lifted with the understanding that I didn't have to do drugs in the process of lifting, what I would look like now. But that's neither here nor there. But, like, uh, I just didn't have that that urge to lift. So, you know, I thought I looked pretty good when I was playing basketball and football. But, you know, it, it's not even remotely close to what my body's potential could have done. So, you know, when you, when you were playing and uh, taking pictures and stuff like that, do you have that one picture where you really thought, hey, you know, this is a really good version of me. And then you see yourself as a competitor, and you're like, you know, that was a cute way of thinking. (laughs) Yeah, there's a couple of pictures. I'm like, oh, I looked all right back then, but now I look all right. (laughs) I'm looking okay. (laughs) And it's like, and I look look better, but it's more so like I feel better too, you know. Yes. Well, you you tended to your body's needs. So, what was your very first show, uh, and then uh, what was the, what was your turnout, and how did you? I mean, did you catch the bug then, or was it the second or third show that really got you going? Um, the first show, it definitely. 
I probably did catch a little bit of the bug. <laughs> I was really excited <laughs> after um, that was the East Coast Classic in Jersey, and that's when I won the pro card. And it was, everything was happening so fast. I'm like, well, I'm a professional now. Like, what do I do next? <laughs> so, um, yeah, that that's when it started. I just it started there. Um, and then Mark was talking about you know the Olympia, which I didn't really like know. I was like, the first thing I told Mark when I came in, I just want to do one show, just one show, just get up there to see what's like. So after I did the first show, and he was talking about the Olympia and you know, having to qualify. I'm like, all right, well, we can do another show, still see what it's like. And it's the same thing. I'm like, this is exciting. <laughs> this, this thing up on stage, <laughs> the whole process, the peak week is, you know, some peak weeks are a little crazy, but just the whole process of getting up on stage. And then the Olympia, actually, I feel like that's when everything kind of changed because that was my first Olympia last year. And it was... This was hard to describe. It was just a great feeling to get up there and, yeah. And it was, I, I definitely concur. It's, 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 a lot, it's a lot that has to go on. Uh, but now that you've uh, tasted the Natural Olympia and, and seen an international stage, I mean, because I, I, I've expressed it many times, but being on stage and competing as Kaylin Patterson was one thing, but then stepping on stage and competing for your country, it really uh, changes the dynamic. And it, it's a, it, I, I don't call it a burden, but boy, it really made me aware that I have to bring my best. And, you know, it, it's, it's humbling, that's for sure, especially when you can see just how passionate so many other people are. When you arrived at the Olympia, you know, what was one of the things that really got your attention? And then what was, you know, basically the thing that made you know that, you know, it's I, I have to be this elite best to to really win? Um, well, the amount of competitors, actually, like that kind of opened my eyes and seeing so many people from so many different countries flying 30 plus hours just for a one day or maybe two day event. It just spoke a lot to me. Um, mm -hmm. That was big. And then um, getting up on the stage with them, I was just, it was very inspiring because, you know, it's, it's tough. Like I can only imagine how hard it is for you know, so many different people, like people flying from Korea during peak week. <laughs> That's tough. Um, yeah, it was just, I just feel like when I got there last year and I saw the amount of competitors in different countries, it it just spoke a lot to me. Mm -hmm. Now, when, you, when you're up there and you see uh, the, the person that basically has, is promoting a show, and that's uh, Phil Ricardo, how did that feel? Can I repeat the question? You, you you got to meet. Uh, did you get to meet Phil Ricardo when uh, when you did his show, or did was that just the time on stage and getting off? Um, no, I met him uh, last year at his show, mm -hmm. and yes. I think he didn't. Yeah, I met him um 2018, but he didn't yes. compete in Olympia. Yeah, yeah. 
No, 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 not yet. But I'm saying when you see him at at the show this year. Mm-hmm. How how did that did feel he... seeing? Go ahead. No, like he um he was great up there, and you know the way he carries himself. I mean, I follow his journey throughout the year, last year and this year, mm-hmm. and seeing him on stage, it was it was great. Like I was recording him. <laughs> Putting on my story, it was just because I know he's he been through so much and he fought so hard. And watching him actually take titles, it was it was very motivating. Mm-hmm. Now, now one of the things because I'm I'm a big fan of Rico. Of the first time I started, the first person to ever let me interview him was uh, Rico, and I I just was so blown away at how humble he is with so many awards and accolades that he can have tied under his belt and name. And he never really transformed into the egotist or the narcissist. Either just always Rico and, and so supportive of natural bodybuilding. And I was glad that he was all he became one of the promoters. And it was nice to see that, you know, how his show is growing and how popular it's becoming on the East Coast. Now Meeting him in person was was so much better because it was like a dream come true. And it, it he was, I guess, the reason why it was easy to stay in the sport instead of basically stepping away from it. Because I know the first time I competed, I thought I looked my absolute best, which was true. But you're, I, I realized after the show that I wasn't the best on the stage that day. My day was coming, but I just didn't have what it took the first time because there were so many uh, questions, I guess, and, and, and misinformation because it, it, you can get led astray by people that really have an intent to help, but their information is so bad and so poor, it can really destroy a, a peak week or a, a prep. So how did you yeah. manage to stay from those things and, and how – how nice was it to see that staying the course really was a, a great thing for your mind and your body? Um, I just, there is a lot of, you know, fitness gurus and everybody, there's so many different methods, you know. Um, but having the coach, having Mark um, kind of helped me because I'll tell him, oh, what's going on, you know, online, searching up different things like just don't do that or on social media you know I'll scroll and see this and read that and he's like just just focus on you and yourself so that kind of helped me um it's okay to peek see what you know other opinions but whatever works for you you should just keep doing it um mm-hmm. and that helped me that that helped me a lot because I like to google everything <laughs> I'll hear one thing I'm like oh let me see what this is about, and then I'll bring it up to him, and he says, no, that's absolutely not right. Like, And I don't know much. I mean, yeah. I just started competing, like, a year ago. And he's been, mm-hmm. you know, he's been in the game for 20 years. So, you know, it's just good to have that one person or teammates, too. Like, I have teammates like Jen, Jenna, Christina, Raquel. Like, it's good. you have a little team going on. So you just stay within your circle. It shouldn't be mm-hmm. as, as bad. Now I, I, we gotta 
get the elephant in the room because I, I don't want to have this show go and we not bring up the point. Athlete of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that was a surprise. Like I wasn't expecting <laughs> that. <laughs> that was definitely a surprise. Um, but I thank them so much for honoring that. You no, know, I I still can't I still can't believe it, and I'm very grateful for that. And and your modesty and your humbleness. Now, when did you find out? And like when you see everyone at an international show, has it still sunk in? Uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I don't. It's, it has a little bit. I just like it is a good reward, you know. I'm thankful for it, and that just pushes me. Just to keep it going, you know. I want to bring something better next year or the year after. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely like my while I'm after of the year, like we're going to try to keep going now. There's no going back. No, that's very true. So, so when you look at all the athletes and realize, you know, all you put into this year for as far as competition, and then you find out you're going to be athlete of the year. I mean, because this is something that can never be taken away from you. That's quite an accomplishment in itself, uh, representing your very best during the year and then being recognized as being the best. I mean, because that's not – that's a lot of good time and a lot of good press to make sure that you get athlete of the year. So – you know, and then being recognized on on, on the biggest stage, that's got to be a phenomenal thing. But there's also the point of the day-to-day. So what in that daily grind kept you going and kept you realizing that you can be better? Um, wait, hello? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. So right now, like, I'm just trying to keep the focus. Um, I know off season could be a little crazy. <laughs> All the emotions, yes. like the show's over, and I don't have to prep until like oh, March, April, whatever the plan is next year. But this year, I feel like I've come a long way because last year I was more on the emotional side. That's another statement. I'm just like, what's going on right now? Like, why do I feel this way? You know, that was last year, but this year, you know, I I knew what to expect. This is off season. This is a time to grow Um, Mm -hmm. physically, mentally, and emotionally, you know, and just keep the eye on the prize, which I want to bring a better package, but I still want to bring a better version of myself. Um, I still want to grow. There's so many opportunities out there, um, and I just keep pushing myself. And I will have my days where, you know, I don't feel like working out. Will I work out? Yeah. Will I work out? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Some days I'm just, you know, shot out, but I know when I bring it to the gym, like, I'm going to get it done. Um, 
and I just want to just keep growing, you know? Yes. Yes, I do. Now, one of the things I'd like to add, and this is uh, Jacob, he's asking as well, you know, once you reach that top and that, uh, the, the pinnacle, you know, it's, we do have that what's next. So what keeps you in the gym? Because like you said, there's times where you said, you know, the season's done because I know a lot of people have had like a super competitive nature in, in their first year of competition. But then when it's done, they fall off so bad and so hard that recovering and trying to get that uh, that body fat level down is incredibly hard because they went as hard as they were driven to compete. They went almost uh, 180 in the other direction and basically ensured that they wouldn't be able to come back the year or the next year because of the, the mental strain and struggle to basically find that uh, motivation again. What's What's keeping you? So you can keep uh, keep at it and still be a representative of the sport, even when you're not competing. Um, well, basically, I just I know it's tough. Um, the what next? You know, the season's done, and then you just think about mm-hmm. all the months. Like, you know, you can have a snack here and there, whatever. But I just feel like this is a time where I can you know, go out with my friends and hang out with my family more. Um, don't have to go too crazy, you know, have a cheat here and there, but still have that structure, which is what I like, you know. So I'm still eating yeah. um, the meals, and but I'm, I have a more balanced life now, which kind of helps me day by day, you know, I'm not, not as strict. Um, and then for next year, like, I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to compete, Um but I'm just not trying to think about the future. I'm just living day by day, and that kind of helps me more, just living in the present and having, mm. like, daily goals. Um, yes, yeah, that's pretty much how I do it, and just living in the present and not worrying about the future. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I had to deal with, and and, and I know this is different for everybody, but one of the things that I had to deal with initially when I started, get, when I first wanted to step on stage and then a year of competition and then when they, when people were seeing the progress. So there at one point, you know, it's like, I'll never make it. That's what they were telling me. The second point, when they see your body start to transform, they have all this advice. And then the, the third point was everybody wants to, well, you know, what you did worked, but now you need to change up and get away from basically what got you to the stage and try a new method. Have you been hit with that? Or is this, is this is something that you're so solid in what you're doing? You can basically brush that stuff off. I, yeah, I don't, I haven't been hit with anything like that. Um, I like, I thought about just trying to do it on my own kind of um, with the off season and the meals and everything. But I find that having the coach, though, will definitely help in the long run because there will be mm. check-ins and it'll help me stay on on path. Because I am disciplined, but having that extra push will just push me a little harder, you know. That, that's what separates yeah. most athletes. <laughs> I would say yeah. the coach um, helps a ton. So hopefully all goes well with that. We'll see. I, he hasn't. Well, I'm still reverse dieting because um, right now 
everything's going pretty well, and I'm kind of excited to see what the next <laughs> menu will look like, which I'm waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I got a chance to see a, a lot of the the live stream and uh, at the Olympia, the National Olympia, and it looked like you guys had a lot of fun on stage, but it also looked like you had a great time backstage. Are there people that you met at that show that you know you're going to be friends with for the rest of your life? And uh, how much fun did it, did you really have in, in the venue and at the event to where you know that this is something that 10 years from now you'll still have that love and passion? Mm-hmm. Um, I've met most of the competitors last year, and social media actually helped a lot. So um, I think Tiffany, I met Samantha, Courtney, I met some somebody else. I'm at National. His name is Steve. Um, I met quite a few people. Um, for this year, though, I was more, I was a little focused, which is not a bad thing. But last year, I had a little more fun. But this year, I don't know. I think maybe because it's a new division and I had a lot of emotions going on. Like I was. And tunnel vision, but um, mm-hmm. I did have a lot of fun on the stage, and even when we got off the stage, um, and from the after our pose down, um, pre judging, mm-hmm. and I was talking to the ladies, I'm like, Oh, you guys are really nice. We took a couple of pictures, and I think I followed almost all of the physique competitors at the Olympia, and they're really nice. I'm like, This is cool, you know. So, I'm I'm glad we have like the social media because I do stay in contact with most of the competitors that I've met, and I love Vegas too. So the venue's perfect, and I hope they keep it there every year. <laughs> it's great. I think it's a phenomenal venue. I think it works out really well for for natural body. But uh, this is one. It's from Lane, and he's asking. You know, with Generation Iron being in the building, did that up the stakes, or is that something, like you said, because of tunnel vision, you were able to hold it together? Oh, yeah. Um, it's tunnel vision. I honestly wasn't even, not saying I wasn't thinking about them, but, you know, it's cool hearing about Generation Iron and um, Iron Man magazine, but when I'm on the stage, it's like I'm trying to bring my best, and, yeah, pretty much just stay focused, but... um it didn't really affect me too much. I was just in my own in my own world. Now, the one thing that I was super excited about with the National Olympia this year is all the big names that I knew that were going to be there. Uh, Tenneke Hyman from Australia, Courtney Space, Denario Moore, you know, Anna Marie, Brandon Lirio, Crystal Woods, uh, you know, Rob Terry, of course, and, and Big Rico. So when you're with the elite, I mean, like upper echelon of competitors, Siobhan Cunningham, and these are just the ones that I've been following, you know, did you really recognize, you know, just the company you were you were, you were in, in cahoots with, or is that with the tunnel vision where it just didn't matter, and then after the end you're like, hey, you know, there's a lot of big names there. <laughs> Well, yeah, all those names you mentioned, um, I've seen. I've seen most of them. I competed. Well, not competed with most of them. Uh, um, like Courtney, I met her last year. She's really nice. Um, but, yeah, they're very good athletes. They're elite. 
they bring to the stage every year. Um, and it's, it's motivating. Um, mm-hmm. But, <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's everybody that comes to Olympia, they're bringing their best. And, you know, I just feel like I was just focused on that day. And then, yeah, after the shows, meeting up with Brandon and um, Courtney and Tiffany and talking, I'm like, you know, you guys look great. And, yeah. Now, with being at the live event, what categories really catch your eye? Because I know, like, I'm I'm bodybuilding to my heart. My passion is bodybuilding, but I love the the classic, uh, the men's classic uh, physique, bodybuilding. I I think uh, I saw Richie Lopez uh, pose it, and it was just phenomenal to me. And I was thinking, you know, that's that's on another level for me. But I do love that look that's coming out, and I love the one piece that's coming in figure and physique, and the, the angel wings has always got my attention because it just, it's just one of those standout uh, categories. Which ones uh, catch your eye and which ones, which competitors do you have to be in the seat to watch their opposing team? Because I, I'm a fan, like I said, I'm a fan of the sport as well as a competitor. And there's certain athletes. I know Crystal Woods can own a stage when she does her T-walk. Misty Weatherford, she can really hold her own. And Tenica has a great T-walk as well. Are there certain athletes that you really wanted to see their posing routines and walks, or is it something where, again, you were stuck in that tunnel vision moment? Um, honestly, I, was, I wasn't I was really watching most of um, the show, um, mm. but I did see classic figure because um, Jenna was in that, and I was impressed. I've never seen – well, I've seen the one-piece suit, but I kind of like that whole – change to it like the one piece um so i watched yeah. their routine Man. and I'm a I, I like that yeah, yeah that that was pretty cool and um you mentioned crystal wood like she's she's bad on stage like her whole presence her t-walk like she owns it and i feel like um i learned a lot from her as far as like confidence wise because she just she just looks like she just owns the stage you know um yeah so i, I yeah so Crystal was pretty good, um, but I okay. did on, on the other side. Um, the men's physique that class was stacked this year. <laughs> it was yes. a lot of competitors on there, and I was like, "Wow, like this is crazy." <laughs> they felt like the whole stage. <laughs> um, but that that was pretty cool. Do you know how many on uh, the amount of competitors was in that class? It had to be. Yeah, there was twenty. I think it was twenty. Four twenty-five, something like that. It, it, it was. I didn't think they'd have enough room on stage, honestly, because uh, <laughs> yeah, they were ready to be there. Well, every every uh, category was ready to be there, but just looking at those, mm-hmm. when you talk about the, the upper echelon of, of competitors, and I, it would have been tough as a judge sitting in a judge's seat and having to, you know, basically nitpick uh, all the flaws. Because they were hard to find to have that kind of group and that level of competition. So yeah, I, whew, wow, you know, hats off to yeah. judges for that. Yeah. So what's next for Diana? Now that you've been out there with the best of the best. 
Well, right now, um, I decided to stay with women's physique. I like it a lot. <laughs> so I they like you a lot. <laughs> well, thank you. I would um I would just be renewing that one pro card instead of doing figure two. Um, mm. as far as competing next year, I'm not sure. I'm still up in the air with the coach because I definitely want to build more. Because, um, again, like, I just started competing last year. Yeah, last year, and I just feel like I want to have a good, long, like, off season, you know, just build up everything and bring my best. Like, I want when next time I come up on stage, I want people to, like, who is that? Is <laughs> you know, like, is that Diana? Like, no. So... I definitely um. No, no you're you're not you're not going to surprise anybody anymore. They're looking for you. You 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 can't you, never know. you can't dominate a, a stage and show and, and think that your name isn't being tossed around with to a who's showing up. So that 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 the surprise factor it, it, that's a thing of the past for you. You better get used to that. Um, <laughs> be ready for when they see your name on the list that they're bringing their absolute best because they know that's what it's going to take to beat you. Okay, I like that. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, like, when your name's tossed around with Brandon Larry or Crystal Woods, it, it, it's not it's not something that's taken lightly. So, you know, that's, that's one of those things. Like, there's going to be a target on your back uh, when you're when you're getting ready or signing up for a show. So, that's something to learn to expect. It's not like, you know, the one thing I've learned and I love about this sport is that, you know, people are going to be messaging you, finding out if you, what shows you're going to be doing. And I don't mind that one bit, but uh, it's never something done negatively or anything to take away from who you are. It's just realizing you're on that status now. So I, I love and appreciate the respect and the camaraderie that happens in this sport. And I remember like uh, being on stage and the guy that I was going up against where it was going to be one and two and he's helping me tan before I get out there. And he made sure I looked my absolute best to get out there. And I was thinking, you know, what other sport can you be in where something like that is happening? Usually your competition can't wait for you to screw up some way, somehow. So they can uh, basically have the upper hand and this, I just don't see that in this sport, and I thank God for it. Uh, have you seen that as well? Um, no, I mean, I mean, I, I like how my name is mentioned, and I appreciate it. I'm very humble. Uh, I, mm-hmm. don't, I don't like to brag or talk about, like, much. I just stick to myself and just keep working on me, because once Well, it seems like something happened and we lost our guest. But since we have just a little bit of time left, hopefully we can get her back and get this uh, show finished off. Because uh, that's, uh, she's quite the competitor and she's also quite the, the person. I'd love to hear who she'd love to give a shout out to. 
because you don't get to, you know, this kind of status and uh, this level of competition where you can have that a whole year of competition and still be on that level of competing. So let's find out what happened here, and hopefully we can get her back live. Wow, Dan, I'm sorry that we okay, here we go. Here we go. We got her back. Hey. hey I don't know what happened. It <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh the listeners just wanted to have uh you give a shout out to the people that help support you and you know, just give your time to give thanks to the people that were there for you doing your prayer. Okay. So I want to give a shout out to Team Extreme, um, Mark Tariello, Jenna Bedaglio, Crystal Woods. She actually um, checked on me backstage at the Olympia. I haven't forgotten that. I want to shout out Tiffany, oh, Courtney, you were great. Um, Scott Marius, shout out you. Steve. Shout out um, one of my friends from around here, Adam, Adam Dubanowitz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christi- uh, Christina Dunaham, she's also part of Team Extreme. Um, Raquel, I just shouted all day. <laughs> There's been a lot of. Hey, you, that's all right. <laughs> um, I'll shout out actually my manager at work, Will Familia. He's been supportive throughout my prep as well. Um, my family, my mom, my dad, my brothers and sisters. Um, Alan, the whole Fit Fam. <laughs> anybody there that you follows go. me, anybody that follows me on Facebook or, or Instagram, I shout you, shout you guys all out too. And thank you for all the support throughout my prep. Okay, before the show ends, I just want to ask, you know, what would you have to, you know, because we all have those points where we look back and when we initially started, there's something we could have done better. For the person that's thinking about getting on stage, what are some of the pros and cons of competing? And what would you do for the person that's coming up? that you felt you should have done sooner or something you might have missed? Um, For the pros and cons um, for competing, you have to be prepared to not really have a life during prep. (laughs) That is very true. (laughs) You could gamble, you know, you can go out with friends, but it's not really fun if you can't eat the food there or, you know, have a couple of drinks. So the social life will definitely be an issue during the prep, um, but on the con side, oh, the con side, the, the pro side would be you're getting closer to your goal. Um, following that plan, you're going to look better, you're probably going to feel better, um, and you're going to learn a lot about yourself and how far yes. you can go. 
That is so true. Oh, my goodness, that is so true. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's going to be people in your gym that are that are seeing, you know, this transformation. I don't know if you shared, because one of the things I've always done when I competed was I would bring either bring back the trophy or the medal to the gym so it could start a sparking conversation, you know, about being healthier and doing better. So I can only imagine if you walked into your gym with the Athlete of the Year uh, Award and the conversations that that would spark. Because, if, if you know, if they're not learning to be natural athletes, they're learning to be enhanced. And I've, I have truly learned this. And I've just lost too many friends and people I know personally to the drugs and to the PEDs that I, I will be more outspoken simply because I don't want the option of death being in their future because, you know, we all die, but I just would rather us die of old age instead of drug abuse. So I, I hope that you can be that, you know, that voice in your neck of the woods and be that challenge to the people that are really looking at their self for an identity and they, they can find it in uh, the option of natural uh, competition. So with that being said, is there anything that you'd like to add before the show ends? Um, no, I mean, I think we pretty much hit it all, but definitely the natural route is is better. I mean, that drug's never crossed my mind when I started this, mm-hmm. and it never will. Um, and like you said, like, your health comes first, you know, like our bodies only going to take us so far, and if you're just going to abuse it, it's not, it's not going to go far. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. So, so that's healthy. And I can't important. imagine suffering. I, I just simply cannot imagine suffering through the duration. I mean, like diet is one thing. Uh, mental aspect of competition is one thing. But I endured those in, in every sport I've done, and it didn't kill me yet. So I, I don't see a problem exactly. in that arena. And with uh, exactly. your physique and, and your musculature, you know, I can't imagine even why he would want to because you've got plenty of muscle packs on that body. <laughs> and uh, I can't wait to see how you look in the future. Thank you. Thank you. So, Diana, thanks so much. I'm sure Des is kicking herself in the butt for being sick and not being able to talk with you. But, but I'm sure we'll have you on in the future. Uh, because, uh, I mean, that's you, you've got uh, quite a future ahead of you. So with that being said, thank you so much. It was a, a great uh, honor to have you on here, especially, you know, with what you've done in such a short amount of time. I'm very interested to see how you turn out in the future and love seeing how you represent the East Coast, and we'll do our best to represent the Midwest as well. So thank you again. Yes, have a thank you for having night. me. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Thanks so much. Um, have a blessed night. Good night. Yeah, have a good night. Yeah. So that was Anne. I'm glad we were able to get her back because she did a phenomenal job. And, uh, you know, it's not, not easy being a competitor, but it is a lot of fun when you do it right. And uh, make the best choices, make the best health choices. And you can get out there and do your thing just like she did. Um, For Desiree, I hope you get better. I know being sick is just terrible. And as a competitor, we always, like, think 
about all the muscle we lose when we're sick. We have some strange minds, but they're they're. So with that being said, on Desiree's behalf, for all the guys for P for P, your body's a temple. Let's build.